Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. There is a word especially for you. Hello, good morning, welcome to our program. I'm your host, Brother Joel Lewis, and you are listening to Free on the Inside, an internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. I'm excited this morning. We have a very special guest from Kenya. Uh, we like to bring to your attention right now a young man that's doing some great things there, and he's coming aboard to share with you that God is, is no respecter of person, that God gets this, God is going to be God. And at this time, without any further delay, I'd like to bring to you uh, Bishop uh, Francis. Good morning, Bishop Francis. Uh, good morning to you, Brother Larry. Well, God bless you. Thank you for calling into the program. Bishop Francis, introduce yourself to our audience and tell us what God is up to where you are in Kenya. Oh, Thank you very much uh, to you and to our audiences. My name is Francis Ouma. I'm a Bishop of Peace, Victory Gospel Ministries. Uh, we work in Kenya. We share the gospel of Jesus Christ to all those that are lost in sin, to all those that are in various ways that, that, that do not know about Jesus Christ. We have churches, eight churches, six of them in the rural areas, and the two of the churches are in town. I would like to share also uh, the programs, our church programs, the way they are, especially uh, on Sunday services. And also during the weekdays, on Sundays, we begin our services at 8 o'clock in the morning. And we take one hour uh, intercessory prayers, interceding for the people that shall come uh, to the service. And also pray so that God can intervene in the church service and bless the people of God. Uh, from 10, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we have a Bible study session of different uh, uh, age groups. We have adults Bible study during that hour. We also have the youth in their Bible study session. We have the children in their Sunday school classes. We also have a class called New Believers Class. Those that are born again, uh, we take them to a special class whereby we teach them the foundation of Christian doctrine. After that, at 10 o'clock, we have uh, a praise and worship time whereby we praise the Lord and uh, God ministering to various people in various ways through worship. Then from 11 o'clock to 12 noon, we have the sharing or the preaching of the Word of God. Our weekly, uh, our weekday uh, programs on Mondays, we have our pastor's days off. On Tuesdays, we have pastors going to visit uh, the congregation in their various homes and also to do witnessing. On Wednesday, we have uh, home fellowships uh, whereby people join together in homes in the afternoons to share the Word of God. On Thursdays, we have uh, a Bible study session in the churches from 4 o'clock to 5 p.m., on Fridays, we have overnight overnight prayer meetings whereby uh, the congregation will gather together in the night and people pray uh, throughout the night. We also have, uh, in our ministry called Peace Victory Gospel Ministries, we are anchored into, we have two scriptures that really anchor our ministry. And Brother Lewis and all that are listening, I would like to share with us uh, uh, those two scriptures. Uh, one of them is from the book of John, chapter number 14, verse number 27. Uh, it talks about peace, uh, peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Uh, this scripture is talking about peace, and we share uh, peace to all those people in families that do not have peace, those in homes that are experiencing uh, turmoil times, those in the neighborhood that do not experience any peace at all. Uh, uh, we preach peace uh, to the workplaces. Uh, we also preach peace to oneself. There are those who do not really have peace, inner peace. So we really preach peace that Jesus is the only one who is able uh, to minister peace to their lives. Another scripture is talking about victory. And this scripture is coming from the book of First John, uh, chapter number 5, verse number 4 and 5. It says, For whoever is 
Son of God overcomes the world. And this is the this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, uh, we preach victory in people's lives during this scripture, so that if one is born again, if one has Jesus in the inside of him or her, uh, that person's faith enables him to overcome the world in various uh, ways. We pray, we preach victory over self. Uh, there are those who have no self-esteem in our communities. Uh, we really minister to them through the scriptures in Philippians 4, verse, chapter 4, verse number 13, that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We really tell them that through Christ, one is able to conquer self. One is able to do all things. One is able uh, uh, not to fear anything because Jesus is dwelling in the inside of somebody. We also preach victory over sickness and diseases, and we all, always use the scriptures found in the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter number 16, verse number 18, that says that they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We lay hands on those who are sick, those, those that we meet uh, in homes, those that we meet uh, 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 in our churches, those that are sick in their bodies, uh, we lay our hands on them according to this scripture, and we pray for them so that God can touch uh, their lives and heal them. Another scripture that we also uh, use normally is Psalms 103, verse number 3, who says that, uh, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Christ is able to heal all manner of diseases. It does not matter which kind of disease one has. It does not matter whether the doctors have have left, have told somebody that he is going to die. It does not matter what the circumstances say. What we believe is that our God is a healer. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, we have been healed. So we really pray that God is able to touch uh, those people's lives and have victorious lives. So these two scriptures really anchor our ministry called Peace and Victory uh, our Gospel Ministry. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And you know, uh, uh, Bishop, where you are, God is up to something now. God is powerful now. Exactly where are you located in Kenya? In Kenya, we are found, we are located in a district called Siaya. Uh, uh, it's a uh, district called Siaya District. Most of our churches are there. Uh, it's in the Siaya County, but we also have our churches uh, uh, in Kisumu City. Uh, that's where I live. And but we have we minister to various places in the rural areas. Oh, that's great! That's great. And, you know, as we was talking earlier, you know, your ministry is is uh, is, get, is set up to help those that are less fortunate, to want to have victory over uh, demonic spirits, over uh, being self empowered. And you know, and as you were, and as you share the gospel, uh, uh, give us an insight on how it's changing the lives of men and women that they heard, how it's bringing them from a, uh, from alcoholism, from homelessness, and from just a, a wayward lifestyle. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Brother Larry. Uh, to our listeners also, I would like to share uh, how the gospel of Jesus Christ has been uh, helping many people uh, in the areas that we minister in. We are situated in a place whereby uh, alcohol is, is is always there. It is it is like it is like one of the foods that people eat. People, some people wake up in the morning and go where they brew alcohol and they take those local liquors and they just live their lives like that. Uh, there is one brother that uh, I would like to share with all the listeners uh, how the Lord changed him uh, from alcoholism and turned him into a, a believer and a great uh, man of God. His name is called Brother Nicholas. Uh, Brother Nicholas uh, has a family. He has one wife and he has uh, three children. He has been alcoholic most of his life. Uh, when he could come home, he could beat his wife, he could chase away his children. Nobody could even come near him. And every time he would cry, uh, 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 that he would cry that he's hungry, he is in need of food. And when the wife brings him food, he chases the wife away. Uh, we kept on praying for, for this brother. Uh, he did not want anything to do with church. He didn't want anything to do with Christ uh, or salvation. Or when he saw believers coming, near where he was, he could run away. Uh, but we kept, when we found him, we kept 
on sharing the, 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 the word of God with this brother. We could just talk to him in a loving manner. We could tell him that Jesus Jesus loves him and Jesus cares for him and that Jesus is able to turn his life around, uh, to change his life around. And uh, after his wife joined the church, we could come uh, to his wife's uh, house so that we could find this brother and just share the word of God with him. We believe that the word of God says somewhere in Jeremiah, but is my word not like a hammer uh, or like a fire? So we kept on sharing the word of God with him. We kept on um, visiting him uh, 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 at various hours. Then one day he gave his life uh, to Jesus. He gave his life to Jesus and he cried to God uh, to, to, to really release him from alcoholism, uh, to release him from, 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 from the powers of darkness that was pushing him down. And right now, as I speak to you, Brother Lewis and all those who are listening to us, he is one of our secretaries in one of our churches in Siaya. Amen. Oh, that is powerful. That is powerful. Pastor, uh, uh, Bishop uh, Francis, thank you for being a guest on the program here. We realize that you, uh, that, uh, uh, that you made an effort to be on our program. What time is it in Kenya right now? Right now it is uh it is four o'clock. It is four four eleven. Four eleven. Yes. Yes, we want to thank you for being on the program here. And be, before we let you go, what uh, what can we do in prayer for for what you're doing for your ministry here in the United States? Uh thank you very much. Uh we really desire our prayers uh, in various areas. Uh, one of the areas that we really desire prayers on is concerning children. We have uh, children that are orphans and vulnerable. Uh, uh, we desire to have a very strong and vibrant OVC ministry, uh, orphans and vulnerable children, uh, whereby uh, these children can be reached with the gospel, these children can be helped. Especially uh, many of them, or most of them, have been orphaned as a result of HIV-AIDS uh, pandemic that is very rampant in our country. Uh, right now we have a total of 100 children in, in our churches, and these children need food, uh, they need clothing, they need bedding, uh, they need school fees. Uh, aside that, if the people in the United States and all over the world are able to really pray to God, God can look down upon these children. The Bible says that let little children come to me, and we really desire prayers. Uh, for them, God willing, uh, uh, God willing, we desire to construct an orphanage, a children's orphanage, where these children can stay, where the children can get help, where they can be taught the word of God, where their lives can be changed, so that they really don't don't grow up knowing that they are orphans, or that they don't have parents, or that their parents have left them. We really desire that Christ can come in and minister to them, even through uh, education and also their spiritual life. Another area of concern that I would like. Uh, those who are listening to us to really pray for us about it concerning our structures, our church structures. We are, we are, it's treated in the rural homes whereby uh, most of our churches have uh, grass-touched roofs, uh, they have mud walls, and they have uh, people worship in the mud floor. And we really believe that if God is able to help us, even with iron sheets or some bags of cement uh, to, 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 to construct uh, the churches, then I believe that God, uh, uh, God is able to do all things, and we really have a prayer need in that aspect. Also, uh, as I've mentioned, that we have various churches. Uh, some of these pastors uh, don't have a very good income uh, for stability purposes. We really pray for also if God can touch some lives so that they can get a monthly stipend or maybe a hundred dollars a month uh, like that. He's able to really take them a long way. They are volunteers and they are serving the Lord uh, without really having anything uh, uh, to help their families with. So these are some of the prayer items uh, that uh, we really need at this time. And also, as the Lord may lead somebody, God is able to touch somebody in some areas so that they can come in to us and really uh, uh, help us. Hey, Amen. Yes, we sure will. We'll keep you in our prayers. We put you on our prayer list, and we're going to pray diligently that Lord blesses you in the ministry and let it uh, do what it's supposed to do. Because I see what it's affecting and changing the lives of men and women. And again, uh, Bishop, what's the name of your church before we let you go? A Peace Victory Gospel Ministries. Our church is called Peace Victory Gospel Ministries. Amen. Peace, Victory, Gospel, Ministry. Amen. We're speaking with Bishop yes. uh, Francis. 
uh, from Kenya, South Africa. Thank you, Bishop, for being a guest on our program. And we want us to, uh, continually to lift you and the ministry up in prayer. We're going to continue to do what we can on this end. Because God be the glory. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you for being a guest on our weekly program. And we'll be talking soon. Thank you very much. Amen. Oh, what a great interview that we had that with Bishop Francis out of South Africa, Kenya, South Africa. And we're coming out here with another guest that's coming on in a few minutes here. God bless you, that Bishop Francis, and as he uh, uh, making his way to take care of his his uh, duties as the church, we want to be mindful that God is powerful and God is no respect of person. The same thing God do here here in Dallas, Texas, he do the same thing in Kenya, Africa. He, uh, Bishop Francis expressed some of the needs and some of the concerns that's weighing heavy on his heart regarding uh, his church and the ministry there. And we want to be mindful of what they're going through. We want to pray for him. He said that he's in a rural area. Some of the, uh, the places they do, they live in wood, they live in straw huts, and they have no flooring. They are having uh, uh, dirt floors, but the gospel is still able to change the life. He wants to pray for the for the pastors and the bishops that's assigned to those given areas that they draw strength in the Lord, they get the resources that they need. Amen. And we also want to pray for the men and women in which they encounter that's addicted to uh, to all manner of sin, alcoholism, or just a, a, a demonic spirit. We want to pray for them also. We're in for a, uh, we're in for a great time this morning. I want to thank Bishop uh, Francis for coming on board there. You know, he said it was uh, 4 o'clock there in Kenya, and it's 8 o'clock here. But you know what? God is still able to do what he said he's going to do. You know, that's the first our first international call. We pray it be the first of many. Uh, and so we ask you to continue to listen to the program. Go tell somebody of our little program in Dallas, Texas, that's making a difference, and you too can be a part of it. That call-in number is 310-982-4126. Again, that number is 310-982-4126. And we have another guest that's coming on this morning here. I'm very happy and pleased with this young man here. He does something that's that's uh, and that's fun to my heart here. Amen. And so Mr. Kemp, he's going to come on, and he's going to share some things concerning our young men and and women at this real time. And so we'd ask you to uh, please continue to listen to the program. Please continue to support this program. And you too can be a, a guest on the program. Just call in and give us your opinions. Amen. And as we dial up the phone now, you may hear it dialing. And uh, we're going to bring him on in just a second. And he's going to share with us some things that's concerning him. Amen. Hello. Good morning, Mr. Kemp. You're on the net. Okay, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for being a guest on our program. Mr. Kidd, uh, will you please introduce yourself and tell us about what's going on with you and our young men and women? <laughs> okay, my name is James Kemp. Uh, I'm a chemist. I'm a artist, and I am a chess entrepreneur. And um, uh, I have been involved uh, the last 15 years uh, with a program uh, 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 that is a chess program, uh, and most of our activities have been with the DISD students. Uh, however, we have been sponsored by a number of organizations, uh, and uh, uh, the University of Texas, uh, the, the, the University of North Texas, uh, the, uh, the Foundation for Community Empowerment, uh, the YMCA, the uh, Dallas Independent School District, the City of Dallas, to name some of them. And uh, our efforts have been to teach uh, kids how to play the game of chess. And uh, it's been very rewarding because of what chess actually does or what a student has to do in order to play the game. Uh, it's a mental exercise. Uh, it is uh, a practice uh, uh, that is extremely rewarding because it is a scientific sport, and uh, it also is an art form. Uh, many people don't know that, but uh, places like Russia and many other countries where chess is part of the school curriculum, uh, it is... Uh, 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 obvious information uh, the 
great Russian encyclopedia defines uh, chess as an art in the form of a game. And that is so true. So in teaching students how to play the game of chess, you are actually teaching them how to be artists. All right. You know what? I didn't even know that. You know, Mr. Kim, as we was talking, and I was very fascinated because you were saying that uh, as you go into the DISD schools at various times and set up chess uh, clubs and events and tournaments, I was I was exposed to that at a very young age over at the high school I went to, and it brought back memories of how I used to get up early in the morning and make my way to the cafeteria or the side room, and I was learn to play the game, and then in the evenings I would just stay, hang around school and I learned to play chess with other young men and women that wanted to learn. And I learned that that game was a, a game that allowed me to go through life and think through my problems and not be uh, tossed to and fro, as the scriptures say, by everything that come at me. And I really admire that game, and my head goes off to you for encouraging our young men and women to uh, develop the skill. We are uh, currently uh, starting a chess camp uh, on the 24th, this coming Monday, and we do have uh, space available uh, for uh, students uh, in the uh, advanced as well as uh, students that are novice. Um, uh, the chess camp this year is going to be at Cesar Chavez Learning Center, 1710 North Ross, uh, North Carroll, uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, that's at the intersection of Carroll and Ross, uh, okay. where Cesar Chavez is located. And uh, breakfast is provided and lunch is also provided. Uh, it's a very intense program. It's uh, a three-week chess camp. And uh, at the end of three weeks, uh, we put on a tournament for the uh, students. And uh, it's usually an event that students remember. And I feel that many of them will remember it for the rest of their lives. Uh, I can remember back, I think I was around the fourth grade, and I was on the basketball team. Uh, I think I played about two minutes but I still remember it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now, now, tell us about your chess camp. Is there a cost involved in this camp? This camp is absolutely free. It is uh, paid for by DISD. It is a DISD event for DISD students. Oh, that's great. That's great. And uh, now if someone wanted to sign up for your chess camp, what would they need to do uh, besides going over to Cesar Chavez? Can they pick up flyers and find out more information at various uh, centers throughout Dallas? Uh, they can go online and um, uh, go into the DISD site and click on Parents and go down to and scroll down to Enrichment Programs and click on that, and up will pop. Uh, the uh, chess camps, and as well as the karate camps, which uh, will be at this institution, and uh, one will be able to register online uh, 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 through via computer. Oh, that sounds great! There now, now, uh, what is the hours at the chess camp here? I'm looking at your flyer here, but I want you to tell us the hours so our listening audience to get a, a kind of get an imp. Uh, a feel for it and an impact on the hours of the, of the chess camp? Well, uh, there are two sessions in the chess camp. Uh, uh, one session starts from 8, oh, well, I'm sorry, from 7.15 to 8.15 is breakfast. I'm sorry, 7.45 to 8.15 is breakfast. And from 8.15 to 10.15 is the first session. The second session starts uh, immediately after uh, lunch, and it will continue until 12, and uh, uh, 12.05, and then lunch again. And um, uh, that is, uh, after that, then the kids are uh, can go home. So it's a uh, 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 
students can enroll in the first session of chess, and in the second session they can enroll in uh, karate. Hey, Amen. That sounds great. We're speaking to Mr. James Kempshire. He's the uh, uh, director of a, a program that's coming up called Summer Chess Camp, and they're putting together an event that's going to be hosted here uh, next week, I believe. And also uh, the event is free. And uh, uh, Mr. Kemp, uh, as a as you're developing our young men and women, but uh, before I go any further, I'd just like to tell our listening audience, if you go to the website, you'll see a picture of Mr. Kemp with a uh, with a young person holding a trophy. You'll see some of the events that they put together, and you'll see some young men uh, holding their, uh, their trophies. Now, at, at the end of this chess camp, what gifts or what recognition will they receive? Uh, <coughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh at the end of the chess camp, we put on a tournament, uh, and students will receive first, second, third. It's several different awards. We have awards of most uh, improved, uh, a number of different awards that, students, awards that students will receive in trophy form. And uh, it's uh, 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 many of these same students continue on and go to other major tournaments that's uh, held uh, here in the city of Dallas. One is out at the University of Texas at Dallas, and it is a major tournament. Uh, the uh, prize uh, of the winner uh, uh, that the winner received there is a $60,000 uh, scholarship. Uh, we have several students that have uh, won that uh, tournament, uh, as well as others. In fact, uh, 31 of our students uh, have won uh uh, uh, college scholarships uh, via playing the game of chess. Oh, that's great. You know, I, I enjoy playing chess, and I don't play as much as I used to, but I have a couple of electronic chess boards that I pull out from time to time. And you know what? You encourage me to pull my board out. <laughs> just to kind of stay, just kind of stay, just sharp it up there. I'm going to have to get you on the chess board. So do you still play chess? Oh, of course. Uh, however, most of my uh, uh, energy is, uh, uh, is spent uh, teaching rather than trying to win. Uh, uh, there is a difference. Uh, you, if you're teaching a kid and you're beating them all the time, sometimes it can be so <laughs> frustrating to the kid that it makes it difficult for him to learn. So uh, it's uh, good to I try to help my faculty teach kids to beat them and uh, yes when you have that kind of philosophy in mind uh, i think students learn quicker it's so true and, uh, mr kim will you please uh, tell us the location of your chess camp once again and uh so i'll listen audience will kind of know what's going on this chess camp will be at cesar chavez learning center 1710 north carroll Dallas, Texas, 75204. Um, the times of the chess camp will start from 7.15 to 12.30. This will be daily, uh, Monday through Thursday, no Friday classes. And it will last three weeks. And if there are students in the listening audience that would like to learn this game, this game can be taught to you. It will cost you absolutely nothing. As I stated earlier, it is a DISD event for DISD students. I think that you will enjoy. I know they will. I know they will. Again, now, uh, as you, as we get ready to do this here, tell us the importance of this. Uh, we have a call on the line here, but tell us briefly the importance for young men to develop and young women also to develop a skill like this that'll last a lifetime. Because I know it's important. It worked for me. I'm glad you said something there, uh, uh, because uh, for some strange reason, uh, uh, we don't have that many female students. However, uh, 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 we have one female student that has won at $60,000 chess tournament scholarship twice. Uh -huh. <laughs> so well, it's not <laughs> exclusively a male domain. <laughs> 
That is so true. Miss Kim, we got a call on the line here before we let you go. We're going to bring them in just to say hello. Maybe they'll chess play also. Okay. Good morning. You're on the net caller. Hey, how you doing today, Dean Lewis? I'm doing great. That good. Is this Brother Daniel? Yes. Yes, good morning to you. We have Mr. Kemp there. He's a, a, a organizer of the chess camp here for our young men that's in DISD ages uh, from grade 1 through 8, I believe, and he was just telling us the uh uh, the joy it is to learn and play chess and the benefits it is. So uh, would you like to just say hello or just listen in because he's going to be uh, ending this interview here in a few minutes? I'd like to listen in for right now. But... Okay, that sounds great. Mr. Kemp, before we let you go, before we let you go, we want to thank you for being a guest on our program. We want to thank you for what you're doing to end the life of our young men and women. Because I, too, was exposed to chess at a very young age. And then let me tell you, it, ter- it taught me patience. It taught me not to be frustrated by things that doesn't seem to work out. Cause I can recall in my own life how I played chess and I had a particular piece that uh, that seemed like it could move, that seemed like that it wasn't gonna be it was gonna be ineffective. And that same piece that could move, that same piece that I discounted was the piece that helped me win the victory in the game of chess. And I like our young men and women to know that even though they get frustrated, even though they see like they, they got everything against them if they just wait it out. And, and you know, that things will work out for. Yeah, well, yeah. One uh, last statement to the parents. Uh please Understand that chess, there is a strong correlation between chess and high SAT scores. So with that in mind, uh, a wise, a hint to the wise. Thank you for having me on your program, sir. And hopefully we will do something similar to this again. We will. Mr. Kelby, this program is on our Blog Talk Network, uh, free on the inside. Uh, and we'd love for you to go back and listen to it. And we're going to stay in touch with you because we're going to try to uh, just get some young men embedded and women also embedded, too, or what you're doing. And then our program is geared up towards our young men and women. So thank you for what you're doing. And we're looking forward to hearing great things from you and, your, and what you're doing in the life of our young men and women. Thank you, sir. God bless you. What a what a great interview that we had that with Mr. Kemp. Amen. And as he was sharing, uh, his chess camp is coming up here in a, uh, next week, I believe. Here, and he said that the event is free, and they go have breakfast service. They go have two sessions over. They have a morning session and an afternoon session. And after the end of the of the chess camp, which lasts about three weeks, they're going to have a, a tournament there, and they re- receive first, second, and third. Uh, prizes that's going to be presented to them. And you can go to our website, you can see a picture of Mr. Kemp and see how the chess tournament is set up and see some of the past winners of the chess tournament, how they're holding up their trophy. And those young men are proud, and those young men are going to learn to be successful by developing a skill that will last a lifetime. Amen. And then we got Brother Daniels on the line. Good morning, Brother Daniels. Hey, Daniels. I'm doing great, brother. We had a great time this morning. We talked to uh, Bishop uh, Francis from Kenya, South Africa, was on earlier, and telling us the need of uh, of of the gospel in South Africa and how it was changing the lives of men and women, how they were living in straw huts and how they was living in in domiciles in places that didn't have no no uh, uh, low floor, and they were living in grass huts and without any floors, and then. Uh, but the gospel is still able to uh, change the lives of men. How alcoholism was running rampant, but through the gospel, the men's were being they been sobered up, cleaned up, and being used by God. Amen, amen. And we got you know, another God, guest that's gonna come. Go ahead. You know, God is wonderful. You know, to let people be able to survive all those things and come over here and be able to tell the story to us. And, yes, you yes. know, I have, uh, I have been, uh, you know, in the last two years, I've been ex- fellowshipping with a lot of people from uh, Africa. They have exciting stories to tell us, uh, tell us about how, you know, the government don't really go along with them, uh, them uh, uh, accepting Christ. And sometimes when you Self Christ is bring things up against you. In that case, it's the government. And the government finds out 
to do this. First time they come in and they'll start killing them and uh, putting them in counts. Uh, you know, Brother Daniel, we got another call on the line here that's going to come up. I want you to hold that thought there. You're going to be excited about our next caller that's coming on here. And so uh, okay. we're going to bring him right in here and we're going to... Uh, uh, and we're going to let God use us mightily, amen? And without any further amen. delay here, we're going to bring in our next caller, amen? Good morning, caller. you on the net. Uh, good morning, Brother Joe. Good morning there, Mr. Vernon. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, sir. Yourself? I'm good. Great. Thank you for being a guest on our weekly internet program. Vernon, yeah, I am so excited about what God is doing in your life. Here, brother. I see you out at the Bishop Field. I see you firsthand. It sure the to share the power of the gospel, please introduce yourself and tell us about the ministry that God put your, to your hands to do. All right then, Brother Joel. Uh, my name is Vernon Adams. I'm the youth pastor at a Celebration Worship Center uh, here in Irving, Texas. And I've been excited um, almost on a monthly basis. And, and the reason why I say I'm excited on a monthly basis is because myself as well as the students in, in our youth group and some of the adults in our church we get to share in a in a homeless ministry right there in the heart of Dallas in the Fair Park area, for those who might be familiar with that, uh, and it's called the Soup and Soul Salvation uh, Ministry. And it is exactly like the name said, it's the soup, because we're out there, we're feeding, we're, we're on a corner block, Brother Joel, and you joined us a, a few times out there as well. And, and we're feeding, but we're ministering to the neighborhood, and we actually go to the uh, homeless shelters that's uh, around in the Dallas area. There's a walk-in shelter, and then there's a homeless shelter right um, right downtown Dallas. And we pick we pick men and women up, and sometimes we pick children and whole families up, and we go to this area that's right off of uh, uh, Martin Luther King and Cyan over there in the Fair Park area, and we minister to them. We, we have food for their souls because we have men and women out there serving. Our youth serve in, uh, from our youth department, and there's other youth departments that serve out there, but there's men and women from all over that serve. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it because every Saturday uh, about this time, we're already out there doing the ministry, setting things up, and it's just a blessing that we are able to share what God has done and doing through our lives, not only to the youth, but to those that are less deprived than we are. Or who, as a matter of fact, who see the other side, which we are all close to being, even with a blink of an eye. So it, I'm you, excited that, about that. That is so true. That is so true. Now, uh, now, tell me, how did you get involved in a ministry like this? Because you could be doing other things. You know, on a Saturday morning, brother, that's time we kind of get some rest. We could be cutting the yard <laughs> Watching cars, but why would you spend some time going out sharing the gospel like this? What makes you do well, what you do? Well, you know, brother Joel, it's it's, it's what God has placed um, in me, and He's placed in other people as well. And then sometimes we just have to get pricked, they have to get pushed in that direction. The church that I belong to, uh, like I said, Celebration Worship Center, where, where my pastor uh, Joshua Price introduced this to me about four years ago. He said, man, we have a homeless ministry, and he introduced me to some of the major players, Ronnie Mays, for an example. And Ronnie Mays has been a part of this ministry for over 15 years, and he's been and he's been at it um, uh, strongly with that. So when I met him, and I was excited about it, the first time I met him, I passed him myself and a couple of trustees went out there, and they were going out there every second Saturday in the month. So when I saw that, you know, the students and I, I'm blessed to have a lot of students who, who want to get involved. They just don't want to sit back. And, you know, for young people to want to get involved, that and to get up on a Saturday morning, like you were saying, and move around and do some things, now every, every month is not the same ones, and that's the blessing of it because we can go out and we can share. But sometimes that youthful energy that they bring to the uh, picture, I mean, it just excites people. You know, they want to they know why those young people up that early in the morning, <laughs> you know, doing things. But then when they see it and the students see it, they get that. that and we talk about this on, a, on a, not a, a weekly basis. We talk about this as many times as the students would like to, about being humble. And, you know, Jesus Christ in John, the first chapter, uh, he, he talks about uh, you do not realize uh, what, what you're doing but you will understand later. And when Jesus Christ said that to his disciples, you don't realize what he's doing, but you'll understand later, they truly understand. Just listening to them when we're traveling back to Irving, the conversations 
that they made and that they had with some of those people that were less fortunate. It opens their eyes, and, and that was one of the things that you, they can be exposed to all the other things on the Internet, all the other things that they have to deal with, drugs and all those other things that are right there. But for them to see other people, and this is not a movie, and it is not something that a reality TV is putting together, it is for real, it is right there because they, because they go with us when we pick them up sometimes, but if not, they're setting up and they're doing the food in a, in a little soup line basically that we have, and they're serving. And just the conversations that they can stop and they can have, because we have, we, we have a little gospel word that's given out there, we have some singing, have some praise, and sometimes they can even deliver their own testimony uh, to the people that are there. It opens their eyes, and when it opens their eyes, it opens their heart. And when it opens their hearts, it fills them. So if it goes into that spot where they might have been missing it, and then they have something to tell somebody about, they can go back and actually start delivering and start sharing with other people. That that pumps me up because I see it in their faces, Brother Joel. You you come out there and you see sometimes you just you just sit back and you just smile because the volunteers that get into it are all the way through the all the way through the time that we're there, and you know, and, and they get an opportunity to see that that we're, we're giving back. So that, that's what excites me about it, about going and being a part of that uh, each month that I get a chance to. You know, uh, as you said, each month we get a chance to go out there. I just started going. I met a, 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 a one of the participants out there, a coach, and he invited me to come oh, over. And when coach. I turned that corner right there off of, <laughs> off of Hatton Avenue, I turned that corner, and I see all the people there. I see the volunteers. And, it, and it's a whole lot of volunteers to come together for one cause there. But we have uh, Mr. Ed that's out there cooking. They actually cook the food on the spot yes. there. And yes. then we have yes. the lady. I call her the Bible lady. She brings out Bibles, brand-new Bibles, each and every month, man. Each and then and every month. We, you have clothes. It's a well organized program there and the men and women that's uh involved in on both sides of it are being blessed and that some messages coming forth. I'm pre- I know without a shadow of doubt that it's changing the lives of men and women. It does, it does. I it, and you know how it extends uh, brother Ed Brown and his and his and his sister and and sister Robin Brown, you know, her husband and that husband and wife duo team that that that, that involves with that through that ministry, brother uh, Ed and I and his, and his wife and his family, we, have, we you know, God has put us together for a divine time because we have a relationship that goes beyond, goes beyond that homeless ministry. And and when I call him, when I talk to him, when he's excited, or we get we get in prayer about something, it just it just lights me up because all of a sudden I'm like, see, well, I thought uh, we were doing good at one point. God was just blessing me with some people or family members around us that can lift us up. The same way we're running. Ronnie Mays and, and, and other sisters, because there's different organizations that come out there each yes, and every month just come and help, and it just excites me. Oh, that is so true. We have a call on the line here. They may just want to say hello to you. We're going to bring them in. If not, we're going to continue this conversation. Amen. No We're going to bring them in here. Good morning, caller. You're on the net. Yeah. Hello, Jake. How you doing? Yes, good morning, here. Well, we have a uh, uh, Minister Vernon on the line here. We're talking about this ministry that he's involved in called Soup and Soul Ministry that's located in the southern part of Dallas area. Him and other volunteers go out and they uh, take care of the needs of our brothers and sisters less fortunate. And uh, and it's a great ministry. Would you like to say hello to him? I'd like to say hello. Hello, brother. How you doing, sir? How you doing, my brother? Uh, can you give me that address again? The spot that you said where it was at. That address is right there at the corner of uh, Cyan and Hatcher. Uh, at corner of Cyan and Hatcher, there's actually there's an empty lot. Once you get to that corner, you look to your right, and and you know there there used to be some homes and some buildings right there that within the last month the city of Dallas has cleared those buildings out of the way. So now we're more visible from that corner of uh, Hatcher and Cyan, you, you can see us. It's across from that uh, little dark rail station right there. Oh, we're we're oh, right okay. over there on yeah, the side. Okay. Yeah, I know where it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, it used to be a, like, a little store right there, right? Yes, sir. Uh-huh, right there. Uh, right in front of the church chicken place, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. You know what? I yeah. should have said it at the beginning, brother, right across from church's chicken on the other side of that track. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know where it is. I grew up in that neighborhood, so I'm very familiar with it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, how, how did it 
uh, like you say, you you were you was in another ministry, but you ventured out uh, with the ministry. Well, I, I was in the other ministry. I'm still in that in, in the youth ministry there. But when my, when I came to the to the, to the church that I'm involved in right now, um, my pastor he was he was a part of that. He he said, well, he said let, let's let's go someplace. He said I want I want to show you some of the things that we're doing in our church. And before uh-huh. I was even before my family and I were blessed and got the call from God to go to this church, I went over there one Saturday with him, and I was just like blown away. I was, you know, I was like Brother Joel. I was like, I, I got to get a part of this. This is something I, I gotta, I gotta get a part of. But then too, I was a youth, I was a youth pastor, so I wanted to share that with the youth because you know, as, as we know, as we get older, the things that we learn as a child. We we can take those and we can pass it on. And when I see these young people at our youth group and then other youth churches, because I know another pastor who's brought his his youth his youth group over there, they see it and then they want to be a part of it. And the only thing that does, and my heart and soul just sets up the ministry for those people to to go out and be ministers uh, in, for the Lord's word, not only in their church but in their neighborhoods, and and they can give back. And it's not to give back so we can say, well, you know, look what I've done. But it's to give to give back to know that you you did it for a reason because we all have been been at that place. I know in my life we've been at that place where we were all almost a blink away from being in those same situation. And when we can go out and help others who might be going through that, I mean it it blesses us. But it also we get you know we get the we get the joy uh, that the Lord gives and what our Savior does. I I think about it. I was about to mention it a minute ago. I'm sorry for going on and on, but. Um, when, when Jesus was watching his, washing his disciples' feet, they didn't want him to bend down and do that. No, Lord, no, Master, why are you doing this? But the thing about mm-hmm. it is they got a chance to see later on the reason why. And and I, I get a chance to see later on when we see our other youth. I got youth that will call me at 730, 7 o'clock in the morning saying, you coming to get me, you coming to get me? And it just make I smile because I'm going, oh, yeah, we're going to get you, just to go out there and be a part of that. So it's, uh-huh. it's, it's just a give back. Uh, can you tell me something? Do you have a do you have any kind of uh, electrical power outlet or anything like that out there? Just a little yes, baby lot, right? Yes, sir. And then, but the the home there, there's a, there's a home right there on the corner, and that's where we have some electrical power from. As a matter of fact, there is um, there is a brother that that comes out there every month. Um, who, who who comes out here with with his um with a little generator comes out there with a little generator and and he's out there actually playing music he he gives us a little mic stand and and, and so forth he's got brother Haywood and and he's out there with with his little generator but that building right there in that corner lot there is electrical um, power to be running from that also. Okay, well um, I got a, that's I great. got a, I got an idea. Something we'll talk to you about you later. Just leave okay, a no number problem. and hang with uh, Deacon Lewis, and I'll, I'll get back with you. Okay, Deacon Lewis, no problem, sir. Oh, brother Dan, just hold on here. Uh, 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 Mr. Vernon, thank you for being a guest on our program here. We enjoy talking with you each and every time. We enjoy the ministry that God allows uh, you know you to do and to put to your hands to do because uh, we know that this uh, you know how this goes towards uh, the building up of the kingdom, and we know that what we're doing. In the ministry makes a difference in the life of uh, men and women that this encounter. And if it had not been for people like yourself sharing the gospel with people like me, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I would be still out there doing my thing, you know, being tossed to yes. and fro. So my hat goes off to you and the old ministry team for each and every opportunity you get to go out there because we know it makes a difference. Again, tell us the name of your church and uh, and the name of the uh, ministry that uh, goes out once a month. Our church is uh, Celebration Worship Center. We're located at uh, 819 um, uh, South Story in Irving, Texas. And the ministry that we're involved in on the second Saturday of every month is the Soup and Soul Salvation Ministry. Um, the founder of that was Brother Ronnie Mays. And that, it, it just blesses your heart, man, just to go out there and be a part of it. I, you know, I, I would suggest if anybody's interested to come out there because we have so many people and so many volunteers from one month to the next to, to, to come out there uh, next uh, next Saturday when, when we're out there, next second Saturday when we're out there and, 
And, you know, maybe the next Saturday you might be able to join and just be a part of it because we're out there like from 8 to 8.30 in the morning to about around 12, 12 1 o'clock that afternoon. Sometimes that spirit just keeps going and we're out there a little bit longer. But uh, I suggest if anybody wants to come, just share, share in the word, share in their, share their testimony. There's plenty of people. We have sometimes 45, 50 or more people that come out there. And, that, and that's some of the people that we pick up. That's known the people from the neighborhood. It's a blessing. Yes, so, so right. It is so true there, and that's a great ministry. And all is welcome. I love that. All is welcome, amen. You know. So thank you, my brother, for being on. We pray you have a, nope. a blessed day. You, too, can go back Good and time. listen to this program on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Granny's Place. And uh, it's in our archive section, and you can share it with your ministry team. Amen. All right. We'll be there. Amen. So we'll all right. Thank you, brother. All right. God bless you. Oh, what a great interview that we had. Well, amen. What a great interview we had with uh, uh, with Minister Vernon there. Amen. Of Street Ministry. We pray that you are being blessed by what you have heard. Amen. And as we get ready to wind down this program here, we have Mr. Daniels on the line. Mr. Daniel. Hey, what's up, D? Oh, great, great. What a great interview that we had there. But we've been we had some great interviews this morning, bro. We just spoke to the official uh, I can't Francis. Kind of late on the, on the back. I caught a little bit. I, I didn't catch too much of the uh, chest, you know. But I'll go back on the archives. I look at, I look a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Kim was very informative about what he's doing, and also uh, Reverend Vernon was very informative about the street ministry and how he's involved in in ministry. Like, then I go out with him also, and so I mean, it's a powerful ministry, brother. If you have an opportunity, you need to come on over there and be a part of it. And that's something that we are we're doing in our jail ministry. That brother, we're giving back because we realize from from street to the uh, jails to prison is a cycle, and we have to break that cycle. And we embedded with men and women that's doing the same thing. Amen. And we have a call, another call on the line. Just hold on a minute. We're gonna see what this call is. Good morning, you on the net. Amen. Well, this caller here just wants to listen in here, so we're just going to let them listen in. Now, Brother Daniel, do you have a point for us this morning? Uh, no, I don't have one today, Deacon. You know, I'm kind of, we, we had a little uh, show last night with my with my grandkids, and we uh, kind of got me kind of tired today. You know, we had one for time out there. Uh, I, I see what you were talking about when you were talking about going out and, and ministering in other places. You know, you get to meet new people, you get to meet new ministers, and you get to exchange, uh, you know, just, just the ideas about Jesus. And uh, it's a wonderful thing, spreading the word of God. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, you know, uh, and no, Brother Dan, we got some more great guests that coming up next week. We have a young man that's going to come on here named Mr. Burns, and he does a, a program in a ministry called the bully bully proof classroom, and I think that's very effective in such day and time as this. And I was sharing with my wife if we look at movies and we see bullies on there, and we think it's funny. And bullies have always been around. I I recall just on that movie next Friday where they had this character that Debo would run around bullying people, and you know, and we look at it, we think that's funny, but that's a you know that uh, that's real, man. You catch people that are bullying, not only. Uh, 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 in high school, but you find a bullying on your job, you will find a bullying you in church, you know. And so that's something to know. Yeah, I'm in church, uh, so we, Yeah, so we're going to learn how to, bully, uh, how to bully-proof our life, you know, so we don't be tossed <laughs> to and from, uh, fro by people's uh, every uh, uh, every mindset. So, but then again, we have another young lady that's going to come on. She's a community uh, activist. She's going to come on and share something. What's uh, something that will concern her in the community and how you two can make a difference. So we have quite a bit of people lined up for the next couple of episodes, brother. But we also want to include you in anything that we do. We want to thank you for what you're doing. And as we are getting phone calls in on our cell phone, uh, but we're unable to answer those calls now. So, caller, we pray that you enjoy the show. We pray that you continually to uh, listen in to our blog talk radio program, Free on the Inside. And that you too uh, help. Uh, that you too can develop a ministry based on what we've been doing, brother Daddy. We've been doing this for over two years now, and so we have encountered quite a few people. And the other day, man, I'm excited. They were our first international call, man. Can you imagine? We're we're on the other side of the world, brother. 
in Kenya, South Africa. I'm excited about that, man. I said, wow, God, what you doing? Man, but you know what? This ministry is not just about what we're doing here in Dallas. It's a past is what we're doing here. What we're doing is just encouraging other people to do what they're doing. And plus, we've been encouraged. Because sometimes we start thinking that we're doing this all by ourselves. And it's good to hear about other ministries that's doing the same thing in the name of Jesus, that's making a difference, that's uh, that's changing the lives of men and women from alcohol, from addiction, from homelessness, man. That's a powerful thing now. And you, too, can be involved in the life of people there. Just uh, at your church, if you don't have a ministry, an outreach ministry at your own in your own congregation, start one. Start right where you are. And then not only start one, but be involved in one. You know, Ricky, I learned that. I learned that you don't have to invent anything. You just have to be a part of something. Be a part of something bigger than yourself. You know, a lot of times yeah. you say, I want to develop it. already that for you. All you got to do is just discover it. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes it takes some time. Uh, it takes some. Uh, uh, it, it takes some t- uh, time and effort from your part. You know, sometimes it causes you to go out where nobody else want to go out. It causes you to uh, to uh, spend resources of your own, spend your own resources when the when the money don't come in. Because you tell people, hey, I want to go and feed people. I want to give people clothes. They are gonna look at you and say, hey, I don't have money for that. Or hey, you should raise money up. You you do it first, and if it works out for you, then I'll come along. And, and so be I'll it, man. You know up. what? Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, God's business, man. Like yeah, yeah. You don't want to be intimidated, man. As we put together the program each and every week, man, sometimes, we, matter of fact, all the time, we never know what guests we're going to have, but God always allows us to bring people to our When I first started doing it, I prayed, and God said, you don't have to do this alone. He said, uh, you ask the people, then they'll come out. And sure enough, I asked some, and some said they don't have time. Some said maybe later, then some said, okay, brother, what would you have me to do? I said, wow, man, this is powerful, brother. And that's the way the gospel is, Ricky. As we share the gospel, some people tell us they don't have time to hear it. Some people tell us that, hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm kind of busy. Can you come back later? But then some people say, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Some people say, tell me more. Like a home, so, yeah. You got to have like that hunger for, for achieving uh, the word of God. You got to have this thirst, thirst for more and more and more. You know, it's not about you; it's about Jesus. And you know, and you're trying to change more and more knowledge of Him, trying to spread the word of, of around the, the city, around the country, and even like you're doing all around the world. You know, because that's one of the main points in the Bible when uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ is all around the world. That's when they really saved me, when Jesus would come back. So, the way I'm thinking now, maybe the word of God might not, uh, it's not all around the world. There's some people in the country that don't even know anything about Jesus. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of uh, odd to think of that, man. All these books and and, and uh, uh, film and and internet and that and nobody don't know about Jesus. Well, what at? Yeah, how they at? Yeah, and, and that's so so true. That's so true. That's so, brother Daniel. As we get ready to wind down this program, brother, we want you to be mindful that God is up to something. Be mindful that you're not in this by yourself. That's the purpose of this program. That's the purpose of us uh, sharing the gospel with with each other. Let to be to encourage each other. You know, as I as my guests comes on, they encouraging me, man. They encouraging me that God ain't through with me yet. They encouraging me that God is up to something in my life, and I'm in, I'm excited about it. I share that with someone else, and I share it with as many people as I can. And as we get ready to wind down this program, thank you once again for calling in and sharing your thoughts and comments regarding our program. Amen. Hey, man, I got a little praise, praise. This my little grandkids in, man. I want you to hear him, man. Man, they sound good, man. And, okay, then know, I tell you what. We'll make a we'll make a to put them on. Saturday, man. That's why I try to talk to Brother Vern about Maybe we'll be there on one Saturday. I'll bring my whole church what, over there on one Saturday. What, what, 
All right, let me know, man. I, I go over there as often as I can. I try to go every I go to that ministry and also another ministry that we're uh, that we're a part of, man. I believe in giving back, brother. We we get ready to wind down here, brother Daniel, and we're gonna have a word of prayer. Then we're gonna be dismissed. And you have a great day, okay? And God be the glory. All right, gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you, Nadia Dillard. We thank you for our guest this morning. We thank you for Bishop Francis from Kenya, South Africa, Dillard. He had some concerns that 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 weighed heavy on his heart, Dillard. He had concerns about the about the other bishops in which it which is in his uh, uh ministerial staff the Lord. We ask you to continue to pray for them, get them the resources that they need, keep them in care and have a desire for the men and women that he mentioned, the Lord, how they're dealing with drug addiction, how they're dealing homelessness, the Lord. We ask you, the Lord, to give them the resources, give them the word of God that's able to empower them and keep them. Brother, uh, also, the Lord, we had uh, Brother Kemp on this morning talking about a chess camp, the Lord, teaching our young men the skills that last life, teaching our young men how to work through problems and difficulties. We want to thank you for what he's doing. And then Minister Vernon, the Lord, as he goes out through the street ministry, the Lord, that's located in South Dallas, him and his youth ministry team, the Lord, as they go out, we ask you to keep them encouraged, the Lord, let them know Without a shadow of doubt, that you are greater than anything that that uh, that they may come up against, dear Lord. That you are greater, dear Lord, than than any weapon formed against them. Dear Lord. Let them know, dear Lord, that what they're doing is making a difference. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah.